0: we
1: Welcome. Welcome. It is the infinite backlog issue. Not a number. It's a bonus issue, but I am going to number it. It's the third bonus issue. So it's bonus issue number three of the infinite backlog. (laughs) I
2: I reject thoroughly not numbering issues. Like they just show up like they're going to be numbered.
1: Yeah, I know. I mean, this is sort of like our, I, I would call these annuals, but that that has a meaning. Ooh, and we don't need that, you know? But they don't
2: mean anything anyway.
1: That's true. That's true. So this is kind of they're kind of like annuals. So they have their own numbering. And in this case, this is eighties nineteen eighties bonus issue number three. Of Wait, the can backlog. I suggest?
3: Can I suggest something? What if we oh, start okay. with a new okay. number one? What if
0: oh.
1: number one starts oh, again? Oh, right the spectacular,
3: the spectacular infinite backlog. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, with a new, with a new host. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just for this one issue,
1: yeah. Because hey, here's we got a different lineup today. So I'm Andy, a jester of the cosmic order, and uh, I'm gonna jump right to our special guest today, Austin, the errand boy.
3: I don't know what to say
1: here. Yeah, you just say hello and suck hello. it up. Whatever name I give you, 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 mm-hmm. you eat it and you live with yeah, it. For you a do minute. have
2: to take it. That is the that is the uh, the paradigm on infinite backlog. He's. <laughs> He's the dog. I don't, I don't yeah, I don't know what happened when it's me and Austin. It feels like it, we keep the we keep the malarkey in check. Yeah. But Shane well, Shane hypes him up too much. But luckily, Shane is away for Shark
1: Week. Yeah. And we're left with me and Austin and uh Rory, the badly poached egg. Mmm. That's too I'm too thick.
3: <laughs> and you hate eggs, but we can't relitigate
1: this. <laughs> we can't. No, it's been done on both of our podcasts at least a few times. Um, have you ever you tried should... to
2: play it? I want to relitigate just a little bit.
1: <laughs> have you ever tried to play it off?
2: Did you? If you use, hmm, I don't like this egg. I don't like your cooking. Oh,
1: have you blamed a person for your for your transgressions? I've never blamed a person, but I have not wanted to have the conversation. So I have just been like, I'm not in the mood.
2: Oh, I've I've, sure. I've done the,
1: I've done like other lies. But I've never yeah, been Yeah, I don't like, want to it's... say it
3: was 9-11, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it was your eggs. Your eggs are nasty. I'll eat anyone else's eggs but yours. No, that just feels that just feels very mean spirited. It is um, mean
2: spirited, but I just figured maybe you'd be you were <laughs> backed into a corner. Like, what do you mean you don't eat any egg? <laughs> like, fine, whatever. I like eggs, but yours are bad.
1: Yeah, fine. Uh I wanna okay so i did I did the you know the jester and the egg and the errand boy i want I wanted to run this one by you. I had like an alternate series of adjectives that I almost used and I wasn't gonna use, but now i want now I want to air my dirty laundry. I'm Andy Moto and with me are Rorsch Tour and Haggoten, and together <laughs> made- we formed the Vishanti. <laughs>
2: you made the right choice.
1: <laughs> So, you're your, saying that was your bad? Edit, yeah, your
2: editorial uh, inclination is stronger than your creative.
1: Oh, okay, great. That's something every creative wants to hear. Yeah.
3: I mean, you could have called us the hoary
1: hosts.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I know. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, anyway, 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 y'all. Hey, this is a bonus issue. Anything goes, anything can happen. Like Rory said, Shane is off for Shark Week. Um,
3: <laughs> He's such a huge fan. It's you know nothing. <laughs> nothing gets in his way.
1: He you loves can't those... be pried
3: away. Well, I what figured it, it f- might come out around
2: Shark Week, and this would be especially <laughs> on point. Of next Sh- year, is Shark week early? Shark Week's early July, right? Uh,
1: I don't know. Does it regular. have like a, a regular time, like like a federal holiday? Like, is it always like the second yeah. week of July? Or I
3: believe, I believe it usually is. Yes.
1: Yeah. To sort of appease the sharks who need to put it in their schedule. That's right. I don't know. I it's just very it's very strange to me, but but you know, Shane's Shane's got a whole life and he's living it, and that's fine. Uh so we get Austin. And uh now because we have Austin, it might seem like this is our other podcast Saturday morning, Tuesdays, but as has already been established, I'm the Dom here. And, and
3: for tax reasons, it is separate,
0: legally distinct. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. No, so uh we didn't we're we're out of our normal chronology as we usually do for the for the bonus issues. Uh this is one of the ones where we I, I I tried to find uh some stuff that we overlooked or just hadn't checked out in the course of our usual reading list. And uh I would normally do Andy's Bummers about like a time period, but the issues we read are from 1981 and 1989. Uh, what could be said about the entire swath of the eighties?
3: <laughs> a pretty big <laughs> yeah. bummer, I guess. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. But also I was born in 89, so Oh. Mm. No bummers there. I guess not. I guess you're right. No, actually what I wanted to do, and I'll probably end up dropping a clip in, in uh in place of this, but um I wanted to rather than a bummer, I wanted to share a piece of nineteen eighties Apocrypha with you and everyone uh from from the direct middle of the '80s, uh, near the end of 1985. So, uh, if you will indulge me in watching my stream,
3: oh, we have to. <laughs> oh, You're
1: this the might have been a dramatic reading of the Art of the Deal. No, it's not the Art of the Deal, but that's such a good idea too.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, if you will indulge okay. me in Tuna enjoying. I'm here. Uh, uh, The billboards, a billboard charting, 41st position charting and nominated for Best R&B Performance at the Grammys, song by the Chicago Bears.
3: Mm, I know this well.
1: <laughs>
2: that is right I, I, had, I had not committed this to uh, long term memory but I remember I remember this as well
0: <laughs> the fucking Super Bowl shuffle everyone we're not here to start no trouble
3: we're just here to do the Super Bowl shuffle. well they call me sweetness and I like the dance running the ball is like Mickey old Man's we had the goal since training camp to give Chicago a Super Bowl champ and we're not doing this because we're greedy the Bears are doing now the funny thing Is that because they did it It created this sort of wave Of shuffles Yeah
1: <laughs> Of like
0: Guys, we don't is this, have a Super Bowl is this shuffle the pro- is What does our team have shuffle? a
3: Super Bowl shuffle? Like
1: yeah, this is the Proto shuffle, shuffle From which all
3: shuffles uh, Come from The supermarket shuffle all the best shuffles come
1: from this. Oh my god. And I don't know, I don't know if it's like a good thing or a bad thing that the Bears did win that Super Bowl that year, just because like that feels like like bad positive reinforcement. Mm, sure. Superstition.
0: Yeah. Well, don't let the don't. Bowl shuffle.
1: Well, you know, maybe we need
0: to do a shuffle of our own. I don't know. <laughs> Blowing your mind like a You know we're just strengthening for
1: not here to start no trouble we just here to do the super bowl shuffle anyway uh that's in lieu in lieu of a bummer today i thought you would enjoy a little bit of that the
3: opposite I, of a bummer the super bowl it, shuffle
1: exactly the <laughs> scientifically determined opposite of a bummer yeah i don't know what, what there's been is, uh, cards on the table we say this a lot but it has been quite some time since we last recorded uh this podcast specifically and i feel like a lot has happened in the world of marvel uh just in general uh in i mean a lot and a little but like i'm thinking specifically of like across the spider verse came out did you get to see mm. that yet rory
2: uh it's here i, I think okay a lot of these uh a lot of these big guys they they come to taiwan earlier than america i can't mm. explain the logic there but that is frequently the case like the littler stuff takes a long time to get here the big stuff kind of does a little, you know, uh, tour of the, of the, of the East before their Western launch.
1: So do you have Barbie already? Do you have, do you have, do you have the Barbie movie yet? Oh, I'm but no, so I haven't gotten to it. Barbie I wanted movie.
2: to go see, I want to see that and I want to see uh, Wes Anderson's new flick. So I might do a yeah. double feature on Sunday. What the hell is that Chance. one called again? It's like the, the, the space
1: city. Asteroid City, yes. I've heard actually very good things about it. And, and I do love a Wes. I love a Wes Anderson. Um, y- even though, you know, <laughs> mostly you know what you're getting. It's like sure, going back yeah. to a favorite restaurant.
3: Um, <laughs> Other, let's see, I'm trying to think. Other Marvel stuff. Uh, I haven't seen Secret Invasion yet. I know. Uh, you know I, have, just...
1: I have watched the first episode of that, yeah. Um, No. What I will say <laughs> yeah. is that it has room to grow, and it could turn into something decent. This first episode is weird in several ways. Uh, it would probably take me too long to explain, but
2: I'm enjoying the I'm enjoying the heat they're catching for their for their AI credits.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Uh... Oh my
1: god, that's so it's so interesting. What a and it's it's I mean, for those who don't know, if you haven't watched the first episode of Secret Inv- Invasion, the uh, admittedly striking. Opening credit sequence of uh, of Secret Invasion is all that like weird, uh, dreamlike you know shifting AI art. Oh yeah,
2: the like the the early early Google like Google Dream thing, whatever it was. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but you can tell they've they've this is this is where this is where it gets a little complicated, right? Because everyone gets mad about the AI art thing for good reason because it's you know it's like the Wild West and it's it's sampling a lot of people's art and. You know, there's a, there's a lot of, like, real questions out there about things.
3: They already don't want to pay their effects houses. Right. So, to just not even... But it's an uh,
2: odd line in the sand to draw. That's the one, that's what perplexes me and why I am enjoying them taking heat. Because, like, yeah, we, we could we could sit here and have a whole other podcast about, mm-hmm. you know, art and AI and its implications. But, like, you've paid so many other artists at this point in your... In the project, you've sunk millions of dollars and it just doesn't make sense to me to just skimp. What what does yeah. a credit scene cost? It can't be more than a couple grand. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I think it can, depending on what you're doing. But a credit you, sequence? Yeah, because oh, yeah. I mean I mean, think about the, the Game of Thrones of the world and the Dexters of the world. I mean, there's it's mostly like the the kind of like visual effects house. I could I could see them being in the tens, twenties on a cheaper, but I don't know.
2: If you're paying a full a full team, I guess, for like a for a you know, uh, what do you call it? CGI, mm-hmm.
3: I guess I can see how that gets yeah, expensive. Yeah, like the Daredevil sequence is pretty cool. Yeah. And that's yeah, it's, certainly worth it.
0: But.
1: but but again, right? I mean, like when when companies when big companies charge each other, the numbers get inflated in ways that mm, are, are un- sure, sure. not understood by mortal men. <laughs> but like what health I'll, insurance. Right. What I will say about the intro sequence is a couple things. One is that like I, it still required some level of artistry i don't i don't want to like apologize on behalf of it but like you know somebody didn't just type in scrolls and then spit out whatever the ai gave them like there was a lot of like really specific intent you could tell that like they they went for certain types of images and they wanted an output and they wanted to use ai to accomplish it and so like there was thought and and artistic intent that went into how they curated everything, but it's still just, like, AI art. The other thing I'll say is that it... I understand it thematically, right? Obviously, like, Secret yeah, Invasion yeah, is, yeah. About, is about scrolls and they can shift and and there's sort of, like, a who do you trust? Everything's kind of, like, you know, you're looking at everything really suspiciously and the, the AI art kind of uncanny valley-ness of it all sort of lends itself to that feeling, and I get it. So, like, I get everything that went into it. It just still is, like, a really... I think the part that sticks in my craw about it is that in 20 years, it's going to look extremely dated. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I think oh, the thing God, to I remember is the infancy like, of AI art. This is gross. I, I
2: can understand the inclination to want something uncanny, right? Which is what they're mm-hmm. uh, uh, trying to achieve through this, mm-hmm. the sort of strangeness of a machine. Um. The problem is that, like... The assumption is that the the machine can be strange and chaotic and random in the way we often think, like when it comes to numbers. Mm. Um, when it comes to art, it can't it, it isn't it's so much more. It has, <laughs> it's so much more guided by by the input. It's of, an unthinking and, and,
3: plagiarism machine. I mean, it's yeah, really.
2: Yeah, that's that's sort of what I'm getting at. Yeah, it's like it incapable of that kind of uncanny creativity, the way it can yeah. generate strange numbers.
3: Well, right. and a lot of people have mentioned that it looks a lot like the opening theme for the show Raised by Wolves, uh, which yeah. is kind of doing it, you know, a lot more on purpose and with artistic intent. And so it's like, let's do something like that, but let's not do any of the work.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, anyway. it's it's weird. And then, you know, the content of the show, again, like I said, I have I have hope that, you know, the reviewers who got advanced access saw the first two episodes and pretty much everyone says that it picks up in the second one. Um it it gets those complaints that I don't really like and don't really like engaging with or listening to, where someone's like, "It's slow." Because these days, when people, I don't know, when the general populace says a TV show is slow, it means nobody died or nothing exploded. I I I, I don't know. It's it's really weird. Like I've had people in real life tell me they thought Game of Thrones was slow, and I'm like, "Are so we watching
2: the show? Same I
1: have
2: two comments.
1: I I, I agree
2: with your perspective. I think the era has lost the ability to do slow week by week. Yeah. 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 Uh not just because of how people are consuming but like I think the storytellers are are not people who kind of grew up on those on those slow shows that they watched once a week. They're wa- they're talking about slow shows like Mindhunter that are still kind of a just a mm-hmm. mini series meant to be consumed in a single not a single sitting per se but a single unit of, yeah. of consumption right not- because
3: we don't have these self-contained star trek episodes as often as we used to mm-hmm. that if we're getting strung along now for eight to ten episodes of uh, the, the 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 story gradually revealing They're
1: itself building to something well, a I lot guess, of tv
3: shows. shows i don't know do i even like what this show is like i don't right, know exactly it, it hasn't like given me a a, a resolution week to week uh, so i had a yeah. lot
2: of a lot of TV shows used to various either openly or more subtly acknowledge the passage of time it existed in, you know, like, uh, you, people would break up after three episodes, but during those three episodes, it had been two months, you mm-hmm. know, so, you know, so, and they, and it wasn't the same feeling as a show. Like, like anything modern, the expectation is that it's been like a day at most a week between any two episodes, and uh, never really a week anymore these days. Yeah, the
1: sort of 24-ing of TV. It's very
2: 24-ing, yeah, it's yeah. very condensed in terms of the time
1: scale. The Aristotelian unity of, yeah, yeah. of time. We're talking
3: about television, we're not on the other yeah, show. We're, we're gonna cut it all or some of
2: it No, or we're not,
1: no <laughs> we're not, this is, this is the juice, baby. It's the juice, let's talk now, about TV. So my the only thing is I'll just say I'm I'm excited for you guys to actually to watch Secret Invasion because I think there's something to talk about. I think we'll have a fun conversation about this first episode. Um it well, is it is weirdly slow. I agree with those complaints a little bit, but I don't know if it's in service to something. It's also weirdly straightforward for what is pitched as a, you know, who can you trust? Who's a scroll? Like, I feel like episode one is very much like here's who they are and this is what they want. And I think
2: the complaint of slowness (laughs) just to double down on it comes from the lack of doing something else. It means the show is the show is saying I'm a plot show, not a character show, Mm -hmm. but it's not doing plot.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think that is, that is probably what you would say after watching this episode. So I'm, I'm hoping that it, it, it turns itself around because I want to like this show a lot. I actually just read, the secret invasion comic event for my own pleasure yeah. and I didn't like it. Uh, <laughs> See, but, I, but it I is, remember... there, there are things about it that are very cool and that are impossible to put in the MCU. So I read
3: the secret invasion comics in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, they were, I think that was one of the first uh, major events that I was reading as they were coming out. Mm. Uh, when I was in the peak of my like Marvel, early marvel fandom reading comics buying yeah, this them was the like 2008 shop. yeah um yeah when i was this like was the senior... peak for you and i don't
2: mean that judgmentally i just meant like in our lifetime it felt like being in it required money
3: oh required yeah me. i mean but i was uh, this is the thing i i was like i was getting hero clicks that had the figurines mm. uh i was i was getting i was getting the secret invasion comics i had read civil war and then I was like reading these, you know, as they were coming out. And so like, yeah, fair enough. And then, and then Iron Man came out like that year.
1: Yeah. Right. right? Oh, sure. And then
3: the MCU is like off and then we're off to the races. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's funny. I was, I was just thinking about this, like, as I would say the MCU has kind of, I don't know, stumbled or, or normalized a little bit, maybe um, even as we are getting the quote weirder Marvel. Um, it seems like we achieved that whole goal, that whole platonic ideal as like a Marvel fan of like, finally, they're going to like really adapt the comics. Like we're going to have, it's like, we're seeing the comics on screen. Like they're really doing it. And then you kind of realize that when they actually do that, that the comics aren't really that good. <laughs> uh, like, like you're getting the a quote pure adaptation, and then you realize that that content isn't maybe isn't like super incredible. Yeah, uh, I I don't know. It's just sort of it, I it take comics are
1: bad. Austin Bridges,
3: you heard it here <laughs> first, people. um No, they can be good, obviously, but of you course. know, your your run of the mill comic that is the most comicy comic is is fine for what it's doing.
2: Yeah, I think a gonna... lot of times you 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 make you make decisions about what's important to you when you sit down to a, 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 you know engage with content mm-hmm.
0: uh,
2: with content content <laughs> 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 no like like I think there I remember a lot of times in X Men especially X Men because it's so melodramatic you know dialogue can be incredibly hammy and and lots of clams and lots of quips. And lots of people speaking in in an awful southern drawl, is spelled out for you. But the story, the actual beats of it are what you're there for. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's happening around the dialogue, not through Mm -hmm. it, like a, like a, you know, like
1: a stage play. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's hard because they are definitely distinct experiences and it's. At the at the best of the MCU, you get the feeling that you get when you're reading a comic book, um, and
2: something can be a little clammier on the page. Nobody has to stand and
1: say it into a camera. Yes, uh, not uh, not try, not in any way trying to transition us to the meat and potatoes of today's Hat. episode. You wouldn't dream but, of it. But but some of the dialogue in what we read today,
0: that's I don't super care what clammy. actor
1: you get, it would be fucking stupid coming out of a real yeah. human's mouth. And but it's that's okay again, on the page.
2: I mean, I'm a sort of deadened to it from <laughs> at this point, <laughs> uh, but but also again, yeah, I think you know what it is. You've chosen to read old comic books, so you make that concession. Yeah, you know, you know the dialogue is what it is in a Marvel comic book. You make that concession, and again, you don't have to hear it said and and portrayed as honestly as you can. Just kind of allow it to exist on the page. Yeah. So that's my sort of my feeling is like just dialogue in comics can be a lot worse and often is. Yeah. hasn't been a, the expectation isn't that it's going to be yeah. um and
1: you know, for Quentin everyone Tarantino or whatever. For everyone on the internet who complains about the MCU quippy dialogue I'm like please pick up any comic. <laughs> please for the love of god it's so much worse. You have no idea how much they're raining it in.
3: Yeah. Um, can I can I just <laughs> say can I rip the bandaid off here? Yes. Uh thank you so much for assigning these comics this week because I had so much fun I'm and glad. This, shit, this shit whipped ass. I had a great <laughs> time. <laughs> I had yeah. A
1: great time. Yeah. In, in looking for, for something to read for a bonus issue, I sort of lucked into finding two, two stories that both bookended the eighties in literal time, but also like bookended an idea in Dr. Doom's like personal story. Um, and Doctor Doom is a character that we haven't spent a lot of time with uh, because, famously, we kind of hate Fantastic Four right now in the eras we're reading. And uh, and he's primarily a Fantastic Four villain. Uh, well, what's sh-
2: funny is he's, he's a bad Fantastic Four villain. I'm sure there's been good runs, good arcs. Uh-huh. The dynamic between him and Reed is just petty, yeah. villainous, mustache twirliness. And getting to see him play off characters who he has... A dynamic with was pretty fun
1: like yeah because he doesn't have personal stakes in the relationships and that yeah but but they
2: they like like for example in the tony stark one uh sure he doesn't have a personal stake he doesn't have this vendetta that that must be played paid in blood but they're they provide such interesting counterpoints to one another Mm -hmm. yeah their dynamic yeah. is inherently interesting, even if they don't. And the fact
1: that they don't literally hate each other just mm-hmm. compounds that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Why don't you, Andy, why don't you tell us what we, what we read?
1: Well, firstly, uh, from 1981, we read Iron Man issues 149 and 150, otherwise known as Doom Quest, which is just a really stupid title for <laughs> what it is. But Doom Quest <clears throat> was Quest then... going around. Or Rune Quest? <laughs> I Always don't go- know. Hero Quest? Had that board game come out yet?
3: Quest 64 think... maybe? <laughs>
1: well, no probably not, Austin.
2: Rune Quest <laughs> came out 79. It was pretty popular in the early mm. 80s before uh okay. Bef- before D&D sort of reclaimed its foothold as the game.
1: Yeah. Uh and then uh, carrying forward from that from 1989, uh, I might get this title wrong, but we read Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom Triumph and Torment. Is that the name of it? Yep. 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 So it's uh, a, a graphic novel, uh, sort of, I would say to the tune of about four issues long, and it, uh, yeah, and they're both they're both similar. They're both similar stories but very different. And, and and I found that really really enjoyable. Um again, it's Doctor Doom and not to bring us back to the MCU conversation, but for so long people had talked about like a fan casting of Adam Driver for Doctor Doom in the MCU. And it's so hilarious to me that now the rumor mill is saying Adam Driver's going to play Reed Richards instead. Oh wow.
3: <laughs> You know, if Fassbender hadn't been uh, Magneto in the other X movies, I would mm-hmm. I would love to see what Fassbender could do.
1: Hell, sure. if Oscar Isaac can have like seven roles in Marvel, then maybe <laughs> Fassbender can too.
3: Yeah, there you go.
1: But I love Doom. I fucking love Doom. And this is so much fun to read.
3: This was a ton of fun. I also, I love... If if anybody was like, "Hey, how did comics as a medium change uh, between the beginning of the <laughs> '80s and the end of the '80s?" I would point to uh, this as a great example, uh, yeah, I agree. a very illustrated example. And I would say honestly, comics probably never had a different decade where they got a bigger glow up.
1: Yeah, like, of
3: all of all the decades of comics, I I feel like from '80 80 to '89, that was it. Right? I mean. 88 uh 88 end of 88 sandman came out and yeah of course like dark knight returns i think yeah and in the, the like, graphic novel space i think that's a huge yes batman yeah. year one and all that kind of stuff like uh com- the year that comics got good is like <laughs> right now 87 you know?
1: 88 like, yeah yeah
3: is like and you can in even if this comic doesn't live up to that same caliber this uh this 89 comic they were at least looking at contemporaries and being like hey can you um if we give you a bunch of money and the platform to do it can you do something that kind of looks like this (laughs) and they're like yeah Yeah. fuck yeah hell yeah um and so clearly it became when you have these really strong outliers that were happening in the end of the, the the decade you get the assets to create something like this
1: Yeah, I um, and even and even then, right? I mean, like both the both the stories we read are kind of they're they're fairly straightforward. They're just doing it real nice. They're doing it really really well. Uh, this first one, uh, in in the pages of Iron Man, um, essentially these were goofy, but it was fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Doom has made some sort of purchase. He's got a time machine. Doom's got a time cube. Yeah, an energy Uh,
3: quadrangle, (laughs) a time cube.
1: and uh he's got a time cube but it requires a lot of extra machinery to actually use as a time machine and he needs parts and he does some sort of secret deal with Stark Industries uh and Tony finds out about it and is like we don't we don't do deals with Dr Doom what is this and uh he stops the shipment and uh and Doom is very mad daddy doom is very upset because he's time traveling expressly for the purpose of studying under famous historical sorcerers to learn everything they know so that he can possibly have more ammo to fight hell for the soul of his mom
3: okay yeah so <laughs> this apparently is a huge part of doom's backstory that i had no idea existed until i read it in the iron man comic
1: ah okay yeah cuz it... we we got a little bit of this when we okay. when we cuz we we did a little peek in early on in in backlog when we uh we read about his like you know, his family, like his, his youth among the, the his family of gypsies and, and their, like, you know, persecution and his mom being kind of a witch. Um, but, but I
2: don't think we knew she was dragged to hell.
1: Correct. I think that that's new to us, too. I don't yeah, know if that I, was established earlier or if it's established now.
3: Or I what. have to read his quote from this comic. Therefore, each year on midsummer's eve, I battle the <laughs> demons of hell, utilizing my mother's spells in hopes of freeing her spirit from its infernal confinement.
1: It reads it's like just, an like a like a description of why we have a holiday or something. Right,
3: it's like the idea that he does it every year at a certain day he decides to go fight hell for for I'm his sure mother's soul. I'm sure there's some European incredible.
2: thing about the midsummer,
1: right? Some sort of uh-huh. some sort of Wicca thing or druid thing. You know thing. the stars blah blah yeah. the the, the, the the walls between our dimensions are thinned and blah blah, 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 But yeah, it is funny. Every year he's like, well, trying to go save my mom again. Like, does
3: he have it on his Google calendar? Like, <laughs> all right, it's, it's June, whatever, July. Time to go fight hell again <laughs> to save my mommy from Lucifer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and it's it's interesting, too, because as we learn over everything we read today, it's not even necessarily that he wants to bring his mom back to life. He's just like, she, she this traded. Yeah. yeah. It's not right. He loved her. Obviously he loved her. He barely remembers her, but like, he's got, you know, it's a persecution thing, right? Like she was, you know, she got really fucked and, and done over, done over bad. And it's sort of like emblematic of what happened to him and all of his family. And so it's kind of like, well, I don't know. It sucks that Mephisto has my mom's soul. So I want to like free her soul so that she can go to heaven. That's like basically all that he wants is like to give her a chance to like not be stuck there. And I found I don't know it's it's interesting. It's an it's an interestingly like altruistic motivation for somebody who theoretically is a big mustache twirler most of the time.
3: Right. Uh, I want to walk through a few beats in this in this mm-hmm. Iron Man comic just on how we get to the big the big uh, set piece in issue 150. Um. So Iron Man is like seeking doom's uh shipment of uh the 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 stark industry shipment of microprocessors or whatever that was trying to go Mm -hmm. to latveria um and he uh he approaches the warehouse and i think he's like waiting for doom or something to try to meet up to to find him he's
1: he's pretty sure doom's gonna come and take it because he he fucked up he fucked with the shipment so he's like well he's obviously gonna come steal it
3: and he gets surprise attacked by a large doom robot and I found this very interesting because during this surprise attack, Iron Man gets knocked into the water. And there is a line in his internal narration saying that, thank God, he had just enough time to manually seal his eye and mouth slits. <laughs> <laughs> Which, of uh. course, at this time in Iron Man's design, uh, yeah, he didn't. He has the sort of like little open man in the iron mask looking thing. Yeah. Look, yeah, he's got the man in the iron mask situation. Yeah, <laughs> and so, but I don't. I don't feel like they had to. Uh, I feel like they're over explaining. Right? They're sort of. Right, do. Of That he, he could shot if he wanted it to. <laughs> yeah, but also like. Does he fly? Does he have to seal them when he flies? Like, does the air just go straight Ooh, into sh- his <laughs> eyes and mouth? Like when he when he flies at supersonic speeds? Like, is it only? I, I don't know. It's uh, like yeah. The thing we like, often complain
2: about, right, is introducing explanations that don't really we weren't take you far actually enough. asking. We weren't like, asking, and now there are more it, questions.
1: And it's exactly why we don't read Iron Man, basically, right? Like we clue it. Like well, yeah, we. Oh, it's pretty bad in Iron Man. We, yeah, we jumped back into Iron Man to read uh, Demon in a Bottle which mm-hmm. for all that people talk about same writer you know, as this one I think you might be right uh,
3: David Michel Michelini also yeah. art by John Romita Jr. I know Romita Sr. Just, just, died, yeah. just passed away yeah legend
1: but but like you know everyone talks about that particular run like it's oh man it's like oh it, you know broke some boundaries it's talking about his alcoholism but like reading it it's still just like it's still just like that same bullshit Iron Man where he's like, "Oh no, my circuits."
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, also, I don't care about your circuits, dude. They're still holding real fast to the uh, Tony Stark is cough cough not Iron Man. Yes. My best friend, Iron Man, my bodyguard, <laughs> and everybody's like, "Wow, what a cool bodyguard Tony Stark has." Wish he was here.
1: Uh, God, that... at the the sequence at the end of of one fifty where they're like him and Doom are working together to build a time machine and Doom's like, "Wow, this this guy that works for Tony Stark is really good at machines. Must Tony must be fucking genius then." Yeah,
3: Doom the genius level intellect who <laughs> just can't you can't figure it out. Yeah. Oh
2: you know, God. I liked there was a little interplay between Iron Man and like magic shit that I thought was kind of fun cuz mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like so often in in these in comics we read and in a, in a lot of things there's this sort of Inclination, right? To be like, oh, magic is the natural thing, and science is the evil human-made thing, and uh-huh. then that, and magic is stronger because it's God. Don't trust, whatever. don't trust
3: doctors. Yeah, Use herbal remedies.
2: <laughs> yeah, what I magic,
1: magic does seem to be stronger a lot of the time. Yeah,
2: but in this, it didn't seem like they were making that assumption. It was more like shit. Like m- spells aren't magnetic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't shoot a. I can't shoot my laser at it. I like I'm not equipped for it. Yeah, it really. The the issue. Yeah, and yeah. That was a fun interplay, and it was interesting inherently. Like, well, what do you do when you're a science man? And it's not like one. It's not just like, oh, well, magic did it. It's like, fuck. How how do I shoot my real things at the not real thing?
3: <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, Tony. Tony flies to Latveria. And he gets approached by the Latvarian guard and it's their current uh oh, current uh, King, government.
1: Yeah, on on behalf of King what Zorba? Yeah. King uh, Zorba, who hates Dr. Duob.
3: Yeah, it's worth noting that they do say Gut Morgan, and they if they're trying to do German, they've misspelled it. <laughs> uh or if they're trying to do some sort of side Similar yeah. to German. <laughs> They've done but... another thing that I,
2: that I found. Oh, you are talking about the actual German. When you said that, I jumped to their interpretation of Morgan Le Fay. Uh, oh, uh-huh. yeah. Which no, is just a, a little pet peeve of mine. It's really nothing big, but it's like, okay. If, I, I don't like it when they combine the terms like they're doing something creative. Like Morgan Le Fay is a character sometimes referred to as Morgan or Morgana, right? Mm-hmm. When you call her Morgana Le Fay... It just shows like you haven't done any reading or, or int- show, you show no interest in, <laughs> yeah, in the, it's in the weird. mythology you're pulling from. Because everything else like, is the same. Yeah, just don't do it then if you hate it so much. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, they, I don't know, he eventually gets to doom. He goes through his phantom castle. Yeah. Uh, f- fake image of the same castle, but like five inches bigger.
1: Uh, Again, over-explaining something that's not very interesting. No, Uh, the the key thing here is that Doom Doom is uh, working on his time machine. He also has a a lackey who really really hates him because he killed his brother. Hauptman, yeah, Hauptman, and uh, and they end up getting into a fight because of course they do because Tony's like, I'm not, you know, I don't want to sell you. I'm not selling you this shit. And he's like, but I bought it. I paid for. it. He's got it's a point.
3: My... He does have a point. I, I do feel differently. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: like you did already sell it to me. <laughs> Don't care that you that, didn't want that to. That does feel Your like company it's on sold Tony. it to me. Yeah, it absolutely is. <laughs> and then, and then, in the midst of their scuffle, Hauptman turns on the time machine and sends them to King Arthur times. It is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: it is of kind of. It's it's sort of approaching the same unbelievability as the this. Iron Man not being Tony Stark, these two different characters is like, okay, I can believe when, when he became, when he like had his, when he took over for real and, and, uh, became Iron Man and there, there needed to be some cleaning house. Like at this point in the story, how are there still like greedy, you know, greedy underlings trying to, trying to make a side deal with a warlord? Yeah. How is Either he's an incompetent boss, which is reasonable. Yeah. Uh, or that's it right like yep that's pretty <laughs> much it yeah well, he's definitely that it's, it's,
3: fu- it's funny too because immediately after they get transported doom is like ah must have been Houtman. it's probably because i <laughs> killed <laughs> his brother <laughs> he's like, buddy you don't keep him around i don't
0: it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty funny
1: i like okay so i really like at the beginning of 150 when they realize they're like staring around and then they realize where they are and doom goes Camelot, and Iron Man goes Camelot, and then the narrator text box goes Camelot. Camelot.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then the next four panels are Tony just going Camelot, Camelot. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very good. They get approached by some knights uh, who yeah. uh, of the Round Table who ask Doom to kneel, and I love this because I just love that there's been enough character development of Doctor Doom that we understand. Yeah. And asking Doom to kneel is extremely like entertaining. He's like oh, like, "Oh, no, I you found the one this. thing I don't
1: do." <laughs> you found that one. Oh no.
3: <laughs> right away. And then I think the best line of the entire uh arc is right after this is where the knights attack and Doom proclaims uh as he charges up his like electricity gauntlet, uh that yeah. this guy is about to be the first man in history to experience turn the page alternating, alternating current,
0: current. <laughs>
3: <laughs> incredible <laughs> fucking awesome
1: uh, so stupid I love it yeah uh, no they, find, they they get taken to see King Arthur he's like uh, you know and, and Iron Man immediately does like a, well I guess I'll just do some sciencey cool shit and he makes the throne levitate And then Doom's like, yeah, I'm not going to do parlor tricks. I'm a king like you. I don't do this sort of shit. And Arthur's like, hmm, I have a lot to think about. And then they get given nice rooms and sent babes.
3: Yes. (laughs) Yes. they, They are sent women for companionship.
2: Uh, which reminds me, this this well, this is fun because we're a little bonus issue. Do you remember how horny Arthur and the Knights of Justice was too? Yeah, yes, mm-hmm. they're they're
0: <laughs> they just yeah.
2: Somebody wants to bone down with medieval wastrels.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. uh, I like I like the difference because because Tony's Tony's sitting there lamenting like fuck I. That, that, there's nothing for me here. I like, I'm like a science guy and there's like no science happening no, and all this weird games. shit. And then the hot babe <laughs> shows up and he's like, Oh, mm. hot babe. Mm. And then we cut over to doom and the hot babe shows up and he's like, Five, no, you tell can. me where Morgana is and like shatters her mind. Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: And then this leaves so without fun. a second thought. It's just,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because his whole thing here now that he's, found his way to Camelot is again he's like oh shit another sorcerer to learn from or you know steal techniques from or whatever so that maybe i can get my mom back and so his whole his whole plan is to go find Morgana le Fay and he he then he essentially makes a beeline for her castle and uh tells her all about his whole situation and in return for her help she wants him to lead an army of undead against Arthur and he's like, yeah, all right, we'll see. Let's go. This is
3: actually kind of cool. Uh, she has a chip of Excalibur and that chip uh, can be used to uh, awaken everyone who's been killed by the sword. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they all assumedly are pretty grumpy at the guy <laughs> who holds it for killing them. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I, I hadn't seen that that's before. Fun. That's, a that fun, was, that's fun was, magic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I thought
3: that was really cool.
1: Yeah, and you know, they're zombies, so it's like they're hard to kill, and then it's doom with a bunch of zombies, and that's just awesome. I don't know. I'm th- these easy parlor tricks sometimes do still work on me. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, sick, Dr. Doom leads a zombie army. Oh, I want to buy yeah. this.
3: <laughs> yeah, and then he and Iron Man fight a little bit on the field of battle there, and uh, there's another line where. Um, Iron Man's using his repulsor against doom. And he says, your repulsor means as little to me as the slap of a velvet glove.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think we, I think we, we comment on this frequently enough. That's like, if you can't be good, be fun. Right. Yeah. And and it's, it's pretty easy when you just allow things to be fun, to have fun. And I don't mean can't be good as necessarily as derogatorily as it sounds, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, you're hired as a, you know. (laughs) <laughs> on consignment to write an Iron Man, it, it's not gonna be your Catcher in the Rye. Like no. so, just ha- but you can do something that's gonna be a lot of fun.
3: Yeah, yeah, it can be your Castle and the Guy.
1: <laughs> 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 oh, I, I gotta say, this is probably my one of my favorite things about Doom. Uh when he shows up with the zombie army, I feel like any other Marvel villain would be like. Ha ha, ha ha, I'm here with a zombie army. I'm gonna kill you. And instead, Iron Man comes out and he's like, What the fuck, Doom? And Doom's like, <laughs> Look, shit got a little weird. I can't help what's happening. You, I mean, you get like, it. I got, I got I, you get it. I got to do this. It's business. Like,
0: yeah, I got, I, I've, got this shit,
1: I've got this thing I got to do. Don't get in my way. Okay. <laughs> he's just like so untraditionally villainous because he's not, he's not really. I don't want to say he's not villainous. He is villainous, clearly. And like under uh, many other writers, he's just, again, just sort of a wahaha villain. But like,
2: but there's always levels where it's like, he's also a he's also a politician. Yeah. And a a leader and a king. And they're always trying to like hand bone in how how bad of a of a leader he is, Um, (laughs) which I think. I th- I don't know. I I've always find it odd because because like they don't really show that. they And I get why they don't want to, you know, push show him being the butcher of Uganda. I right. mean on the page. Right. But like they, they say he's an autocrat. Well, what we see is a
1: king, which is not cool. But there's other kings. Right. Like, exactly. <laughs> why yeah, are we are singling
2: we, out this king?
1: Are we going to get mad at, at Namor and Black Bolt? To I mean, sometimes, the sometimes king of
2: England do. or the king of Sweden. Like there's mm-hmm. kings around.
3: There's just kings around. Well, we can get mad at the king of England. We can <laughs> yeah. <do
2: that. laughs> yeah. But we're not. That's what I'm saying. We're, we're, we're not yeah. showing them being bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just I, I appreciate his his practicality and and he's never out to destroy the world because Doom would be like, what do you mean? I live here. doesn't he really want to destroy
3: 99% of the world
2: isn't he pretty cool with like destroying
1: everything but Laveria generally yeah it
3: depends I guess it depends (laughs) on the week
1: Uh, so okay so I want to get to the other thing that we read so so the end of this essentially um, Iron Man goes to confront Morgana directly realizing that she's the source of the problem and he ends up realizing that his science does sort of confound her she's like I don't know what that is and he's Beyond like, my kin. Oh, <laughs>
0: like,
1: and, and because he's able to kind of counter her weird spells and stuff with his sciency shit, she's like, I don't know enough to do this fight. I have to fucking bail. And she uses her piece of Excalibur and escapes into another dimension to like, I guess, learn more and come, back, come back when back she's in, ready
3: in 10 issues or something. I
1: don't... Right. And this was really funny. I, unintentionally funny because the zombies all collapse when she leaves. And they have like one of them has like this thing that it like, you know, it's supposed I probably like, you know, air escaping its lungs. It's like spelled like G-H-Y-S-S-S-S-S, like. G-s. But but I, I turned the page and I read it like the zombie was going, oh, guys. And <laughs> 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 that was infinitely more funny to me, <laughs> like, oh
0: guys. i
1: Guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's <"I'm dying, guys."
3: laughs> pretty good. Um, the, the final beat, uh, is a very sort of, I would say rushed, uh, collaboration between Tony and Doom as they put their electronics together to find a a new way home. Mm -hmm. Uh, this to me could have been another issue by itself. Potentially. The entire process. I mean, I guess we didn't need it, but it could have been. Yeah, during certain points they don't trust these two people sitting and
2: collaborating and just building this thing. I mean, there was a whole
3: Rick and Morty episode that was this, right? Right. I think was was Rick and somebody else who he didn't like getting stuck in another Mm -hmm. time or dimension, and they had to work. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, like build a way home or a time machine or something, and that was an entire episode. Now you know, there's (laughs) not (laughs) so you know the just you know it's a whether that's a, a good or bad whatever yeah. execution but the point is there is there is there's there's full... plenty
2: of examples of an of an issue or uh episode of something where these you know two this sort of this this meeting of the minds they've got alternating uh opinions of each other and they're they're vying for power in the structure that they're
1: in it's yeah, very doable absolutely I, I guess i guess i would argue for this version because i liked what it said about the characters because as soon as Morgana's gone Doom is not like I'm so pissed at you. He's basically like I'm pissed, but the situation has changed and I'm a smart I'm an incredibly smart person and I already know the path to getting out of here and we both want to go home. So why don't we just skip the bullshit and just work together and go home? And Iron Man's yeah. like yeah, all right, fuck it. Like I like that they're both like it's like it's clear that neither Truth? of them are particularly like like run by their emotions in any given moment right Right. they're able to like immediately set it aside and be like well we're both men of science let's just fucking do this and go home and we can talk about it later yeah i i I found that interesting in its own way but yeah yeah
3: yeah it was great it was really fun
1: super interesting so that was the goofy version uh (laughs) and then we go to a less goofy version uh that's twice as long and this is the this is the the uh the graphic novel that's ostensibly more of a doctor strange story the doom usurps that at every moment and makes it about him <laughs> too uh which i love but it it is it it kind of has like an a part and a b part i guess yeah um, and
2: i got to say as much as i liked aspects of this i god it just had no business being
1: 80 pages no <laughs> <laughs> yeah the first this... half
3: could have could have been a micro a micro amount yeah I mean i
1: honestly, I was enjoying
2: it but there were like I said it had it had things I don't know exactly what I'd say I would cut but it was just like at every everything was kind of long like when we do the flashbacks they're long mm-hmm. um, although I did like I liked the one uh, I liked the Strange's mom flashback or I'm sorry uh, uh,
1: doom's mom yeah the doom's like, mom flashback is great
2: um, seeing how she died was really interesting and the fact that she just got gutted by some random because she blew up his house yeah <laughs> uh, is, is very yeah. pathetic in, a, in an interesting way pathetic as mm-hmm. like you know the aesthetic totally um, and the Stephen Strange one I don't know. I, I felt like because so much of it was just recap and then it was just a dream. To right. Sk- to trick him. Yeah. And there's he like... knew all the time and we knew the story and we knew where he, we knew he was in hell. It kind of felt worthless.
1: Yeah. There's I think you're right. I think there's sequences like that that could either be cut or brought down to like a page or a half a page and we'd still get it. But yeah, I, know, I am it's... curious.
3: I wonder in the days before having uh, Wikipedia. That occasionally having these full origins is, is yeah. really useful. We've talked I mean, about it. Were... I, think it,
2: I, I think it has its point. I think it has its place. I, I think us, I feel like they jam it into these ones because they, you know, uh, they're sort of high value graphic novels because right. they want
1: to make sure you get how dope they're being, which <laughs>
0: I, I think well, is I'm a pretty missed sure... opportunity.
1: Also, around this time, Marvel has started publishing those, like, coffee table books. The, like, you know, Encyclopedia of the Marvel Universe kind of oh, things. sure, right, yeah. I think they've already started putting those sorts of things out as, like, wow, our can- our canon's a little bit big and unwieldy. Um, But, but yeah, I don't know. I, I agree. I think you don't buy this unless you already are probably familiar with Doom and Strange. So, throwing that in the middle is frustrating.
2: And the whole, yeah, the whole beginning part's odd because it's, like... It has moments, I, and I like that it. I like how it paced the uh, the second half, right? I I, mm-hmm. I think it would feel awkward to just be like Sorcerer Supreme owes Doom a favor now go to hell. Right. Uh, yep. Yeah.
1: So I think I, guess I think they, ne- few, they needed an
2: issue for that. I guess there's a,
1: there's a few little bits of setup that the first part helps with. Um, so let's let's it could have been more fun, I guess.
2: Let's
3: introduce our Dramatis personae. Um the the big character that I was not familiar with, I don't know if how much they come back or if they're just sort of a piece in this comic is the aged Genghis. Uh, yeah. This old wizard who is uh not exactly the ancient one, but also but very much a knockoff. Similar. Yeah. 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 Mm hmm. Um, like the oldest wizard known to man and I don't know, he's just sort of an old guy and every hundred years he becomes lucid and becomes like an avatar of the, the Vishanti, the three uh, right supernatural beings that power most magic in this world.
2: Um, the... I, I like what it sets up. Sorry, Andy. Um, yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's something we know about the sort of the magical world of, of Doctor Strange and, you know, the Sorcerer Supreme is that. You know, for all of the power and knowledge they gather, when you work for these sort of cosmic beings, so many of them wind up with these sort of custodial positions. Yes. <laughs> and that's always kind of entertaining that, you know, the Sorcerer Supreme is still kind of middle management. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's also the history monks from Discworld, too. But
1: um, I, I, I heard your glasses go way up that yeah, bridge baby. nose. Yeah, baby. I know, I know my audience. So it's Andy. Uh, so I looked at. Yeah, it's just me. So I looked up uh, aged Genghis just now, which sounds like a cheese or
0: delicacy.
1: Like Dan Carlin and call it Genghis. Yeah, Genghis. Genghis. Um, so he has had up to this. point. So this is his final appearance in comics is in this uh, this graphic novel. He has to date appeared in. Like seven issues of Doctor Strange, an issue of Strange Tales back in the, in the '60s, and interestingly, something that I considered having us read for this bonus issue uh, in some kind of flashback, the, he <laughs> he appeared in in a flashback in issue number three of US One, which is so a, a comic that Marvel put out about like a trucker superhero <laughs> on the on U.S. Highway One. Oh. Um, (laughs) So this is something I actually do like about
2: the graphic novels uh, is when they take a character who has either intrigue or or is interesting in some way that doesn't get to sing in the format of the of the comic or was left to sort of left to die on the vine because whoever was writing it didn't care for them or whatever it Mm is sort of, you know, renewing a character and doing something cool with them. Doing
3: them with cool Mike Mignola art.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and heavy yeah, ink and watercolor. Doing hell this, before
1: Hellboy. This
2: yeah. weird. Ca- this weird cave wizard is not, you know, like like Austin said, is very much pretty much the ancient one. But their their duty is intriguing. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah um, Doom, basically, Doom, a pre Doctor Doom, pre armor Doom, Victor Von Doom shows up and is real mean to him and asks for some <laughs> other monastery. Uh, and he gets sent there, uh, and, uh, strange shows up a few days later and helps, helps the, the H. Genghis. Cause he got, he got beat up. He got rocked by doom. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny too, because when Victor Von doom goes off to this other monastery and trains and becomes their leader and gets armor, I guess, to cover up his horrible scars. Um, he has his like villain origin moment where he explains, I was no longer Victor Von Doom. Victor Von Doom was dead. I was now Doctor Doom. Which yeah. <laughs> I don't understand the I know it's <laughs> supposed to be a moment where he becomes himself uh but the yeah, But it sounds thing, like he's
2: getting a degree.
3: Right, it's yeah, like there's no <laughs> there's no through line from him getting armor and learning magic from from temple wizards to deciding that he's now has a doctorate i i don't know what's the like if he was master doom or, or i don't know like the, it just it, the title doesn't connect with what he's just done
0: mm-hmm.
2: speaking of titles being sort of silly the strange has a very funny line where he's like uh he gets the he re, he reclaims his title as sorcerer supreme or proves that he is or whatever and he's like thank you but that title is is not a title that matters to me the only one i care for is master of the mystical arts and can we both agree that those are the same title
3: yes <laughs> <It's> basically yes <laughs> yes yeah absolutely yes um yeah Fucking he he reclaims that title because of this like contest Wizard of champions yeah there's yeah. a wizard yeah. tournament because the age gang is basically sends out because it's time i guess it's been a hundred years And it's time to send a wizard reply all email, uh, (laughs) mental, mental email to all the wizards around the world. Uh, And uh, so then there's a there's a a different few different shots here of all of the different wizarding experts around around the globe getting this call, hearing this response. Mm -hmm. They're pretty fun. I think that I think they could have had a lot more
2: fun in this issue with those, with those side characters.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Now, Rory, I know uh, before recording, you were complaining about how they show some of these different locations like the Aztecs and uh, and then they show just England.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Shitty Um,
1: England.
3: Yeah, shitty old England. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I was I'm sort of of two minds about it because I don't know. There's a lot of problematic Orientalism that happens that sort of exoticism Uh, in magic, in Marvel magic, especially. Mm. I mean, Dr. Strange is baked in it. Yeah, it's baked in it. You can't escape from it, but I wish they would. Um, but you know, of just like, uh, assuming that any place that white people don't normally hang out is full of unknown magics. Yeah. And I can imagine for the people who live there, it's like, well, you mean the, just the place where I live that (laughs) isn't magic? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Uh but on the other hand, I agree with your point Rory and it's funny, I have a friend who um American friend but she went to an English boarding school uh as a as a kid and she never understood the Harry Potter craze because her J. Oh, Rowling's world building is just Just like what you mean like literally the school i went to like literally just the same school robes that we wore and (laughs) like the houses that we had to be in and like it's like literally it's just english boarding school like i don't this isn't world world. (laughs) this is just school
1: (laughs) i am gonna have to bleep you saying that though so yeah yeah um so that the author is thanks for thanks for the work Mm -hmm.
3: um But yeah. Anyway, sorry, not to not to keep a uh, drone. No, on no about you, you make stuff, you
2: make a good point about, you know, showing, you know, showing other cultures as inherently mystical. Um, yeah. I just think I think that they chose they chose sites of, of reasonable significance, not just like the city of Tokyo, the city of Guangzhou. And then and then like they chose they chose, you know, you know, uh, ziggurats. <laughs> and, yeah. And and monuments and then and then juxtapose that against a swamp in England. Yeah.
1: <laughs> They're like the moors of England. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. Um the other thing, they've they've decided that the tournament is at the Temple of the Three in Jakarta, Indonesia. And Doctor Strange, uh, it says you gotta be there tomorrow. And Doctor Strange gets this call at night in his brain, and he's like, All right, I guess. I shouldn't teleport. I should take traditional travel. Uh, so weird. What's,
2: what's funny to me that it, it, they, they completely, they leave this, they leave this to kind of die on the vine. So they we show him traveling, which I think is just for a fun travel sequence rather than just a little blip over there. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the funny thing, so he was worried that this mystical summons was n- no good. Right. And then he yep. should be on edge and not, and not shown off. And I like that inclination. The funny thing to me is that he arrives and is dead wrong. Yeah. And, and this was a wizard like, invite the last from one the one there. From, yeah.
1: Well, he's not the and last one Everybody, there, else, everybody, there, everybody no. else teleported.
3: No. And but they, they all teleported. Their way, they go out of their way to say like, all right, nearly 24 hours later, he's there. He's done it. I did actually look up the flight time from New York to Jakarta and it is a 19 hour yeah. flight.
2: Yeah.
1: Ugh. Ugh. Honestly, magic
3: Ugh. would have been more believable.
1: <laughs> uh,
2: no, but like, but like, isn't it, I, and that could have been such a fun angle to talk about him being the Sorcerer Supreme, right? And they're like, what are you talking mm-hmm. about? You're the Sorcerer Supreme. We <laughs> invited you here. 19 hour flight. You, yeah. Cause you were scared. I was bus, spooky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh yeah he arrives there and and there's all these other fun again i wish that we'd had time to to learn who some of these people were they seem interesting these other sorcerers from other places around the world and uh they all know who he is and one there's of There's a is babe
2: like... in a punk jacket and no pants yes <laughs> just, just a, big uh, thong. A, a bikini bottom and a stuttered leather jacket it's,
0: <laughs> it's very funny
1: one of them specifically calls out, oh, Stephen Strange, the man who eradicated the world's vampires, <laughs> which is amusing. <laughs> I
2: like that somebody else immediately challenged that. Like, we'll see if that's true. I, maybe they mean he did it and that the vampires are. like they're, they're agreeing vampires are dead. They just don't believe he did it. Ah, uh, sure. But it reads I, funny as like they <laughs> they immediately leave the hole
1: open for Dracula to return. Yes, like, Well, we can't,
2: ri- we can't write off our best guy.
3: <laughs> mm. Mm, I wish Dracula was in this.
1: Oh, my God. Dracula should uh, be.
3: He's a wizard.
1: Yeah. Yes, he should be here. Damn it.
2: Dracula is Sortho Supreme. A sexual would wizard? Be a, he is a sexual wizard.
1: He's <laughs> 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 is the actually. wizard, and he's also the wizard. <laughs> so, they get there. Aged Gingus, uh, ends up. Revealing sort of that he's been possessed by the Vashanti Ashtar, Hogoth, and yeah, Agamotto. They have to do a Secret Wars game. Yes, they do. And uh, everyone else fucks up real bad. They play uh, laser tag with a stationary they, yeah.
3: crystal.
2: Yeah, it's they very try low and... stakes
1: for a for a wizard tournament. Mm-hmm. And uh, Doom and Strange are the only ones left after like two minutes of people trying stuff, and they're all like ensorcelled, and they and then they, you know, they get knocked out. And even doom fucks up and strange is the only one who can, who can win essentially. Well, Cause like, he goes
3: up in his astral form and he's like, all right, baby, uh, can you want to come out for me? You want to, you want to come out like, of your cool crystal for baby? Yeah, and he does. And it works.
1: All well, and he need is to likes, ask nicely.
2: I, I like doom's fuck up too. Cause it's, it's very in character for him. Basically. He just, it is hubris, right? He attacks mm-hmm. Steven strange with a spell that if you don't do it right, it sort of turns on you. And that's, that's what got him. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He also, uh, with his
3: sense of honor, he's like, "All right, full cards on the table. I'm going to take off my robot gloves, <laughs> and I'm just going to use my regular hands. So I'm just going to use magic and not tech." Which
2: wasn't even one of the rules. It was just all the other wizards were belly aching
3: about. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a crazy robot armor. This guy's got a BlackBerry over here. <laughs>
0: I could be so, uh,
2: scream so too if I had robot hands.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so, okay. So the, the whole deal here, the reason they they even agreed to do this is because the Vashanti were like, there'll be a title and they're like, ah, oh, title's kind of stupid. And they're like, and also a boon. And they're like, oh, bo- boon. boons. Bo- boons. Boons. A boon oh, oh, okay. Boons. <laughs> boons. I'm into boons. I've always said that. I'm a big fan of boons. Always and... love boons. <laughs> And then at the end, the Vishanti are like, "Oh, you don't. Second place gets the boon. You don't get a boon. You do. You got to do a boon. You're the <laughs> booner. You become you the booner. Do. And Doom's is the boonie. <laughs> so do a
2: boon for Doom. <laughs> but you see what I mean again about turning this position into middle management, right? Yeah. Where like, yeah, he immediately has a has an
1: has an administrative task to perform." <laughs>
3: Now you just have to be in meetings all day.
1: <laughs> Are you ready for your 9 a.m. stand up, Steven? Um, oh. No.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So now, now he's like, got to do a favor for Doom. And Doom's like, oh, I've oh, you got know the, the favor. One. I've been. You know the one I
3: used to I talk to Iron Man about?
1: <laughs> Look, every fucking year, at Midsummer's Eve, I fight all of hell and I fail every time. You're going to help well, me this time.
3: So. Uh, this is interesting. There's been a bit of a retcon, I think, from the 1981 issue to this. Uh, cause initially when Doom explains this to, to Morgana, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he says, he mentions that she, uh, she was doing magic and she was a cool sorceress and then she died, uh, without being unconfessed. Right. It's like very specifically uh-huh. Christian. It's like very, like she died unconfessed and so she went to hell. Um, which I don't know, feels very like someone's Catholic guilt thing happening where it's like, do you think mm-hmm. that your mom's in hell and you need to like deal with it somehow?
1: Yeah. Maybe you um, just need therapy. Yeah.
3: Maybe just therapy, bud. Um, but, uh, I don't know. The, the, the 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 idea in Iron Man was like she went to Christian Hell, yeah. Uh,
1: no, and so I no, think they secularized Mephisto. that a little, yeah. Bit, right. Well, yeah, it's a call. Right, they've Paul. they've yeah. done a little bit, right? I think you could she still argue that that's true. And uh, I,
2: I think that subtextual reading is is on point, but it is not. It's not clear. Uh, just to be fair, it is not Christian Hell, capital H right. Hell, in right, right. in, in
1: eighty one either. And so in the. Uh, what happens right so so steven uh, accompanies victor back to latveria where he is greeted by children offering him flowers because they yes. love their king so it much it is a
3: very it is a very propaganda moment in fact i'm going to post in the chat here uh uh when victor takes strange in his car the car is literally Hitler's car. car.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I thought it, it, is... it might have been, but I didn't look, but it I got I got I got strong, you know, uh World War II vibes on that. Yeah, the, off I did the, a the te- I did a Google safe
0: search. Uh, 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 <laughs> Hitler's or, car. Or, yeah, uh, uh, Hitler's uh, stick ride. Where can Hitler's I buy it? <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah, like a like a unmarked tab or what incognito search for Hitler's car. I don't need that shit in my <laughs> In my algos.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna um, have to paint over the swastika. Paint over the swastika. <laughs> it's a war trophy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's it's just it's very intentional, right? The, it the, is the like the little girl crying and bringing flowers to Doom and saying, "Oh, thank you, sir, Herr, Herr Doom. Thank you very much for saving our people." Which again yep. feels. A little bit
2: unfair that that Steven's like, oh, I'm sure he arranged this whole thing. Yeah, like greeting a diplomat, it's uh-huh. fucking everybody does it. Yeah. Pump. <laughs> yeah.
3: There yes. is pump. Uh but it also complicates how I feel about this issue too, which kind of sure, humanizes Doom a little bit. Like parts of it humanize well, Doom. His
1: own background do it too, right? Because yeah. like what's What's constantly like the 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 dissonant thing about Doom is that he is in so many different hands a Hitler analog and a dictator analog, but he's Who's also, also Romani? explicitly Romany.
0: Yeah. yeah, and they
2: don't and they don't do it. That's the thing that's always so confusing and that I that I hit on earlier. Right? Was like they want us to think he is a he is a he's an autocrat and mm-hmm. uh, and a fascist, but they do they can't they can't commit just showing that on the page and they can't commit to analoging him to anything real whether mm-hmm. that's a real king who's problematic or a real despot who's problematic like we have no context for why he's such a terrible ruler and so they always just say he's mean and then that's it <laughs> right yeah Yeah.
3: i mean i think it I mean, also he does kill on... brothers
2: he does he does do super yeah. villain shit yeah and he does but... he is
1: a super villain
2: <clears throat> yes but that's always I... it's kind of siloed in this it you remember? is like, so like in Spider-Man, when they brought in a real, a real normal serial killer. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so you're not a detective, spider Like Like, and, and it, it, all of this is really weird now. All, are mm-hmm. all supervillains serial killers or are they fun? Are they goofballs? Are they stilt <laughs> man or are they Dahmer? Right? Yes.
0: Like, right. They, yes.
2: It's very complex. And, the same, and same with, same with these leaders, right? It's like, okay, I can do an evil fantasy king. But he's not Hitler, well, Hitler's uh-huh. Hitler.
3: this is always also exactly like in that contrast between like nineteen eighty one Marvel and nineteen eighty nine Marvel is like you know you have stiltman and then you have Dahmer, like it's kind yeah. of
0: <laughs> like it kind of feels like
3: what comics went through and they still live in the same canon, so you still kind of have to reconcile with both of those things being true,
1: yeah, yeah Hilt, uh, Hitler I, knows stiltman D- Dahmer <laughs> knows stiltman, and you're like, right. Well,
3: yeah, they go to the same meetings or whatever.
1: <laughs> they went to high school together.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: okay. I, I wanted to. I wanted to get to a thing. So. So yes. they. Um, he shows up there, and there's an incredible, actually really nice moment where uh, Strange is like, "So, okay, you want me to go save your mom or whatever? Like, all you've been doing this for years. Why didn't you ever like ask me for help before?" And he goes, "I will bear any ordeal, Strange, but Doctor Doom does not beg." And then he stares moodily into his fireplace.
3: <laughs> it's so good. And this is really, like, this is when that Mike Mignola art, like, really takes off.
1: Yeah. Not uh, the
3: monster
2: hog on the first page? Or, like, page two or three? Whenever <laughs> oh, yeah. It naked,
3: naked Strange jumping out of bed. Uh, <laughs> look, the art is incredible. And, and and again, if you're not familiar with Mike Mignola, he did Hellboy uh, a few years after this. Uh, yeah. And then kept doing it. Now, um, do you guys agree incredible.
2: with my... My reading of that picture, because it, it certainly looks like he drew the outline of a big old dangler and then <laughs> shaded over it. And then was like, just
1: kidding.
3: But I mean, you it's, definitely it's see it's like his a, pubes. You can see Doctor Strange's pubes. I uh, read those as
2: like dark shadow that it's kind of scratchy because it's the same sort of shading style he did. With, yeah. Uh, over the hog. But he's got, <laughs> he, you know, he's got a pants pistol down to his knee. He's got a crimson <laughs> and,
3: band of cider <laughs> rack.
1: Yes. Oh, by the hoary hosts of Hoggoth. <laughs> He's Hoggoth. Hog. He's hoary Hoggoth, yeah. <laughs> so, so Stephen decides to... Seven sons of to... Cinnabus, that was, that was a good one. <laughs> seven rolls of Cinnabon, what? Yeah. Um. No, he uh he gets escorted down to a room by Doom's, like, butler, and this guy decides to spill all the tea, and this is when we get the flashback of what happened with Doom's family and mom. And... What I want to talk about, so she she essentially makes a deal with Mephisto to get power to like take revenge on people who've been fucking with their family, and um, and she you know, so she gives up her soul in exchange for power, but she doesn't have the control, and she ends up accidentally killing like all the babies in town, yeah, um, which yeah, is dark. like really dark and intense. And And
2: she's and she's mortified. Right. It was not like she's been turned evil. She she he was she was given this incredible power and no means of controlling it. And the first time she tried it out, it just went
1: catastrophically wrong. And and this is what this is what I was going to say, though, is that if we want to still have that old thing be somewhat true. She did commit a horrible sin and die unconfessed, right? No, I mean, she she's, somebody she's put immediately a bomb murdered in her
2: hands and told her it wasn't a bomb, you can yeah. that's a cake, you oh, can eat it. And it's, it was oh, also oh.
3: it's Mephisto the guy who determines the afterlife and he's oh, baby. the one who fucked her over. So it's also I'm like, not
1: I'm not yeah. actually arguing that that's like moral or real or whatever. I'm no, just saying No, i just mean
2: like if she, in, if, if in, even in the world of the story she can feel guilty but it would be it if it, it would be like tell it would be like telling a soldier you just have blanks so you don't have to kill anybody. Right. It's just and for then, show. And then you put bullets in their gun.
1: Yeah.
3: And then you arrest them for and then you arrest doing... them for murder. Yeah.
1: But it it does remain part of Mephisto and Hell's lore that he can only claim souls that are like tainted somehow. Like sure. there is some idea of sin in Marvel Hell. And to whatever, to what degree, right? Like, I it's don't really know. It's very
2: legal easy, right? And it he's is kind of. Mm-hmm. He's been shown to be a bit of
1: a, you know, sort of the Fey folk. The uh, yeah, Devils the sort love of a m- contract. Devils love mm-hmm. a contract. And and not to not to jump to the end or anything, but one of the things that that they say that gets Mephisto to send Doom and Strange home is like, you know, if you essentially like, you can't you can't damn us. You can only kill us, and if you kill us, we're good as fuck. We're not. We're not tainted. You. You won't be able to have our souls. So, like, and we've seen Mephisto in the past, like, try and tempt people onto the wrong path so that he can get their soul. So, there's, there's something going on. There's some kind of accounting, like you were saying. There like is a weird like, Marvel a, yeah. accounting.
2: It, it is. It is. It's like I said. It, it's about the letter of the law, not, not the, uh, not mm-hmm. the intent, or not the, the moral side. It's just like, does it technically fit? my my allowance that i've been given from yeah uh, whoever rules over
1: mephisto i forget who's the top dog uh space, the outer space the, uh eternity D- eternity um, there's also the one above all potentially That's christian a- god not probably <laughs> not at all but probably i don't know no,
2: the one above all is a normal god because or i'm sorry i mean the christian god is yeah we've, we've seen, seen christian him hanging god. out with the beyonder seen he just he's just a dude <laughs> He's a low level power. He's a low level player.
3: Uh, I do want to go back to Cynthia Von Doom really quickly. Yeah. yeah. I do find I find aspects of her, her origin or her story extremely fraught uh, in just it is a frustration that I have with uh, something that I think Marvel has also done before in different ways um, with um, with uh, what's the term? Uh, Bridging? Well, no, with with disenfranchised peoples uh with sure. uh, with oppressed peoples when the idea of her being romany and and it, it, it's sort of like yeah she was you know treated poorly okay yeah we we know historically that's true and then she kind of proved everybody right because she did witchcraft and talked to the devil and uh yeah. killed all the babies in town uh huh and it's it's like the idea that then like a a spurned uh outcast in this way becomes the villain uh and sort of proves everybody correct. It it just I, it, it leaves that I, that, that I, funky I taste.
2: I agree with this reading of portrayals, although I'm not positive it applies to Cynthia, because it seemed that every like the reader was meant to agree that this this prejudice and um and uh treatment of his family was, was not right. Was Correct. not, uh, was not Correct. like, Oh, they were right all along. It was like, no, the way that they hunted the dad down like a dog was not cool.
3: Uh, right. Mm-hmm. But it, it's just the, the, the facts of what actually happened and where it's like, Oh, we're accusing Romani people of, of conspiring of a crime. with the devil. And then they did a, cr- yeah. And then, and they then do. she literally conspires she, with the yeah, devil. yeah Yeah. 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 Is just the, you know, is the frustrating thing. It's like, We are doing the stereotypes, but it's okay. We were justified. It's like okay, but you're still, (laughs) yeah. So I don't know. That's just that's just a you know a tricky thing.
2: I I wonder if it can it can be considered a little more tongue in cheek at times. I think Marvel as a business property has done a pretty good job disassociating itself from from say. Uh, like from from Judaism, basically, right? But it's so steeped in in the tradition, uh, and the and the people creating it early on that it's sometimes uh
3: hard to uh hard to dis- disassociate. And, yeah, the Magneto thing, right? Like, yeah, the, the Magneto's origin as a Holocaust survivor.
2: Well, he then... just when you write anything as a right. Jewish person in a time where you you were alive during, not like you know. You were alive during the Holocaust. Holocaust, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's—I think it hits different when you're, when when that's not history yet, when it's a thing that is part of your life, Mm -hmm. and 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 the art you make that you know is is touched by that. Potentially, it's not an excuse, but I think I think you see so many overtures to the Jewish American experience in comic books that it's hard to say that it's not. There, right?
3: Well, and when you have 300 writers all doing different add ons and and yep. attractions, it gets and watered new down. Versions, yeah. It gets so watered down that you lose any sort of like single authorial intent.
1: Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so I don't think we have to really talk about their time in hell to much it, detail. But it looks it, awesome, it's beautiful, it's, pretty it's beautiful. so it's pretty cool. Nice. It's very cool. Mephisto is very spooky, he's some, he's at some of his spookiest. Uh, in in terms of just art, I love him. Um, he you know he does his usual thing. He tries to separate them and tempt Doom separately. And the main the main thing that happens is it looks like Doom gives up Strange in exchange for his mom's soul. And what we yeah, are his mom I is believe, in like a statue. Yeah, my understanding of what we're supposed to walk away with this with is and this is this is a little odd is that doom orchestrated all of this he like foresaw what might happen and like made this happen we don't have
3: full confirmation of that but it's suit. it's heavily assumed
1: yeah he he has placed some sort of like delayed spell inside of (laughs) uh strange's cloak i think it's
3: technology i think it's a it's a electronics maybe disruptor yeah
1: something He does he's got something in there that's going to go off later And uh, Mephisto encases Strange in, like, a crystal that stops all of Strange's magic, so he can't do anything. Um, And then he gives Doom's mom back. He puts her in, like, a body, and she's like, Oh, my God, is that you, Victor? And he's like, Mom! And then she realizes what's happened, that he, like, betrayed someone to get her free. And she resists him and is like, You're not my son. Like, my son wouldn't do that. That's terrible. And in doing so, she the like, son re- who was
2: nine days old when she died. I know, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but but in doing this, she like this act of goodness uh, supposedly redeems her soul, uh, and I we're supposed to understand that Doom foresaw that that might happen, um, and then and then the you know the delayed action thing goes off, and Strange gets free. And they end up using the like goodness power of Cynthia's soul now to like, I guess, distract or fuck with Mephisto. And she goes free and goes to heaven and uh, and they're free and they have to and they get to leave. And like, you know, nobody, nobody loses. Only Mephisto loses. It's kind of weird. I don't really know what we're supposed to do with it. But, you know, they tell us, oh, Doom, Doom really got one over us at the end. And we're like, I guess. Okay, cool. I'll believe you. Um, but in the midst of it is some really incredible art and, uh, and just a lot of fun drawings of demons and nasty things. And
3: well, yeah, I mean, it it is, I definitely, it is a bunch of fantasy mumbo jumbo, but at the same time, I think emotionally it's really effective because Mm -hmm. what is ultimately happening, first of all, is a series of gut punches that kind of escalate on each other based on, you know, realizing what doom knew or didn't know, um, First of all, the like the fact that he's finally freeing his mother and then his mother is seeing him as a supervillain and is like, oh, God, I don't like this. Yeah, uh, yeah. this sucks. Uh, and then she leaves for heaven, I guess, or it goes back to stone. I think she's turned back to stone. Right. Um, mm-hmm. uh, before. And she never learns that he theoretically, you know, uh, had this ruse. Yeah. Uh, and and so she leaves never knowing uh if doom you know had good intent or not in this process and so he has essentially sacrificed uh his the the adoration of his mother uh for her own uh, redemption yeah, right. That he's just yeah. planned this. He didn't ever want to have her back as a person, and he just wanted to save her soul and send it to heaven. And it doesn't matter if he had to be hated in the process. And that is mm-hmm. like cool. It's it it's is. cool. Yeah. It's really like emotionally effective. And then you think like, wow, he had to make that choice at some time and make a very difficult choice for somebody who might be the most self centered person on the planet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> having to having to make that choice is like. I don't know, it's really neat. And of course, and then then I'm remembering that he was driving Hitler's car around and I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, as as always, we can't necessarily look to Marvel for an incredibly consistent storytelling experience. Sure, but uh but i think the good i think the good parts of this really shone through I, I i don't i don't regret reading this at all i i had a great time yeah um even even knowing that it was probably too long um and could have been 20 pages shorter easy but
3: yeah but very cool a very i mean huge departure in like uh mature storytelling mm-hmm. i guess i mean mature is is such a loaded term but you know
1: well and and uh, yes, not yes, for, and not no. For, for, from, not for eight-year-olds. Not targeted yeah. at eight-year-olds. No, right. And for most, most of Marvel, you'd be right. But we have been, we have been zeroing in on the, on the normal issues of, of infinite backlog on some of the content that is, you know, I mean, we were reading Frank Miller's Daredevil and the, the Electra yeah, yeah. stuff, and like, yeah, you know, we've been finding when, Mar-
3: when comics got good,
0: right? We've yeah. been yeah. finding those
1: things. So, um, you know, and and as a rule, generally ignoring the Iron Mans of the world. <laughs>
3: Uh Well, I guess this is the part where Shane would do something, but he's not here, uh, yeah. so I guess we won't. Oh, hello and welcome! Hello and welcome to this week's FMK. That's right. Fishing trip, marching band, and karate kicks. That's right. One in the boat, one playing notes, and one who gets kicked in the throat. Um <laughs> so, uh, this is a, a different game, very different from Fuck, Mary, Kill. This it does is of seem course, like it. This is, of course, who do you want to go with on a fishing trip that may possibly be sexual?
0: Uh-huh. Um,
3: uh, who do you want to be in high school marching band with? And mm. who do you want to do karate kicks to? Mm. Okay. Uh, so, um, and this week, our three candidates now, for-, for the
2: two of you. Being in high school marching band is purely theoretical, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, you really (laughs) did it.
2: (laughs) All right. Have you been on a boat?
1: Yes, I've been on a boat. Awesome. I dated someone in marching band. Does that count? No, it doesn't. I dated someone in your marching band. Yeah, You dated someone in my marching (laughs) band. Uh,
2: Now, have you been kicked in the head?
1: No, I've never been kicked in the head.
3: I don't think I have either. I've
2: been hit. I I don't think I've been kicked.
1: You've been kicked um, in the Oh, because you did the judos
2: or the j- I, did, taekwondos. I did Taekwondo, yeah.
3: Mm. Um, but I so again, I'm gonna give you three characters. You're yeah, you're gonna pick which one you would rather go on a possibly sexual fishing trip with, <laughs> who yeah. you would want to be in high school marching band with, uh-huh. Uh, and who you want to do karate kicks to. Uh, so uh your three candidates are the aged Genghis. Uh, <laughs> Doctor Doom and uh. Uh, Tony Stark's eye and mouth slits. <laughs> <laughs> oh God!
1: Just the slits? I can't believe I just said just the slits. <laughs> That's a horrible <laughs> fragment. Why would? Oh no, those are bad words. This is this is. And mm. I mean and it's just Doctor Doom as a whole person.
2: Yeah. Fuck. Okay, I think I think I I think I could go quick. Okay, Her, please
3: provide evidence.
2: Okay, so. I think a fishing trip with Doctor Doom is a little too personal, a little too uh, a possibly it,
3: sexual fishing trip.
2: Well, here's the thing: there, there's two levels, and one of them is sexual. And the thing is, I know his junk is inside the armor, so pass. I know his, mm. uh, <laughs> I, I, know his I know his mouth's not on, in play, and <laughs> and he seems like he would be just so fucking extra on a fishing
3: trip. Yeah, I mean he could take his robot hands off and do hand <laughs>
1: stuff. Well, as soon as he gets, Ooh. as soon as he's got the rod in the water, right? You know the the I, I don't know the fishing term, so to speak. So so to speak, and as soon as he gets a bite, he just hands the rod over to you because he goes, "Doom does not reel." Yeah. Um, now
2: counterpoint, I think that I think that energy would be a lot of fun just to be one of the 30 people in band with you. I think that would,
3: <laughs> think that would okay. be fucking
2: great.
1: He's like third chair trumpet.
3: <laughs> oh, there is that uh, Dr. Doom does a toot, right? On a horn, there's like, uh, Doom does as he pleases. He and has, has enough has a big
2: room to toot. toot. That's true. Yeah, his mouth, his mouth is a little bit in play.
1: No, wait a minute. We didn't talk about this, but Doom and Iron Man both have eye and mouth slits. Uh. Who's their... Better.
2: I don't know. I, well, I don't. I, well, well, it's not coming up for me because uh, I'm not going on a fishing trip with those mouth slits either. Okay. Okay. So you, go- you for
1: Doom, you pick you pick the marching band, mm,
2: and I'd take a fishing trip with the aged Genghis.
0: <laughs>
1: so, I want to be clear: aged Genghis for most of the time we see him in the comic. Is just levitating and doesn't move and doesn't eat. And the guy who's taking care of him can't even convince him food is a good idea.
2: Yeah. So, admittedly, I'd be doing the heavy lifting and whatever comes on, the, whatever happens on that fission boat. But
0: uh, I, think he, I think he's
2: learned some tricks. I think that's mm. a reasonable assumption. I think this guy fucks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And every hundred years, if I could take my fishing trip on that night, on the star night, on the night right. where he gets all... Yeah. When he's gets got his, the energy? He's got the... Yeah. Like, we're in oh, business, yeah. baby.
1: Yeah. And we're going mean, to catch you... a
3: shitload of fish. That dude can <laughs> definitely fish.
1: <laughs> yeah, he can fish. Yeah. And then he, he might be a good might
3: conversationalist. Not... Yeah.
1: And you have possible fishing boat sex with all three of the Vashanti mm. inside of his body.
2: I and bet I... Hoggoth knows
1: how to do it.
2: I bet he does. And I want no part... Of the Iron Man mouth slits and <laughs> eye slits. Did you say mouth and eye slits?
1: That's yes. what they say in the
3: comic.
2: That's what they say in the comic. Yeah, those are a no-go no from me.
1: <laughs> so you karate kick those.
2: I'm going to karate kick the mouth and eye slits, yes. <sighs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find out if it makes me a sociopath if I want to karate kick aged <laughs> Genghis because he's just floating there like a punching bag. Hmm. Like, he'd probably be a pretty good, you know, like, he'd just, he'd just float there and you get to practice all your, your sweet kicks.
3: Yeah. See, honestly, that's kind of where I'm leaning because I feel like I would want to demonstrate. I would <laughs> want to, to impress <laughs> <Wanna> him. Want to wrestle? <laughs> <laughs> With my cool karate kicks that I've learned how to do. And he'd be like, hmm, pretty good. Good technique.
1: Yeah. Genghis, he ain't seen shit. I don't care about his opinion. Aged Genghis? This guy's been around. Mm-hmm. He knows he's a fine aged Genghis, fine aged Genghis knows a knows a quality kick when he sees he's one. been cave
3: aged. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but God, the sexual fishing trip is really it's a tough call. Doesn't
2: have to be can be.
1: It should mm-hmm. be possibly you know. sexual
2: fishing trip. I think that's the name of uh, the vacation I'd like to plan. <laughs>
3: uh Rory, I noticed in, in our shared calendar you say we're going on a possibly sexual fishing
1: <laughs> trip? <relationship? laughs> just keeping things open. Somehow you made possibly a smaller font. How did you do that? <laughs> um I don't know. I'm having I'm having trouble with this because I kind of don't want to just kill the eye slits but I don't
3: Well you wouldn't have to
1: you can't unless fish you're, an unless eye you're a lethal weapon. Unless your body is <laughs> a lethal weapon. Unless my body a lethal weapon. I here's what I'm actually leaning towards. I think the mouth and eye slits would be a really funny marching band person because yeah. if mm-hmm. it's just the slits, that's just floating. That's just a floating mouth playing that saxophone or or tuba or whatever, and that's a that's amusing to me, and I I enjoy that energy. Um, I think. I think I do want to have possible sexy fishing trip with Doctor Doom. I don't know how I can pass that up. Um, he's going to be a, a selfish very lover. Selfish lover is exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Um, he won't. I kind of like he'd you call me
3: lackey though. Uh, yeah. Yeah. he, but
1: will, he won't yeah, give he'll... you head because he does not kneel. Bl- um. <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was going to get a little blue, but he paid it off. <laughs>
1: It's still a little blue. <laughs> Whatever. It's a little
2: blue. That that stung <laughs> a little bit on my um out of my cans.
1: <laughs> yeah. Apologize well, to everyone. Um. Yeah. So I think that's my final answer. I'll kick Genghis, Genghis, and I'll I'll ma- marching band with the slits and all. Yeah,
3: I think I am almost the same, but I think I'm leaning on even maybe just to be contrarian of swapping uh the fishing trip and marching band. Uh, and having what? Go, what going to a fishing the trip
1: on a fishing trip
3: uh well he doesn't take up too much room on the boat that's for sure more room for fishes <laughs> more room, more, <laughs> more room for fishing um, <laughs> uh and then yeah doom and in marching band would i think would be incredible
1: yeah i think you're both onto something there i'm trying to
3: think of a a, an allegory between the more cushion for the push and
2: then more more, more room for vision yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) i don't know fish fear me i imagine doom Doom. doom's energy in the marching band is really strong because it doesn't matter where he is like like,
2: it seems very funny and I Slowly. had would march. He, just he would march in his And to own, me, it's it's right? very real. I there. Yes. I mean, I'm sure it's very similar to uh, to dramas. To oh, uh-huh. there were some deep weirdos in band.
1: Yes, yes. Even weirder in band, I think, than than in in Often theater. So, in theater, you do have to get up in front of people and 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 speak. And uh, you get you get some of the quieter weirdos in marching band. I think. Uh,
2: or, yeah, good. the yeah, there's there's a it's it's a kind of person that uh, that I don't know, I, I don't I, I, I don't want to make I don't want to make value
1: statements here.
2: I think Drama Club <laughs> is is incredibly goofy.
1: Yes, uh, yes. And and marching band is very sexually repressed and drunk. Uh, hey, as, you know, that's <laughs> <it's>
3: kind of. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for playing. No, my no, thank you for playing you. my FMK game
2: no I, I wanted uh, to say too Andy when you when you said the way you said it was so like I don't know kind of uh, a little dirty in a funny way when you okay. <laughs> like I, I dated a girl in your marching band yeah. <laughs> some sort of association uh, <laughs> your your mom.
3: yeah, <laughs> fuck your girl in
2: your marching band you dumb idiot
3: <laughs> fuck you in and all the girls in your marching band <laughs>
1: Okay, well, you know what? We've had enough fun today. We talked about a lot of Doctor Doom stuff, and uh, and it was really great. We had Austin here, and he was really great. Thank you, Austin. Yeah,
3: no, you're very welcome.
1: Uh, or hug, hug Austin, as I almost called you at the beginning of the yeah, episode. But now you've done it. I've done it again. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it. I've done it twice now. Uh, and uh, I think I think to 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 play us out are the 1985 Chicago Bears again. <laughs>
0: A <laughs> <laughs> mama's boy always want to be kind. The ladies are loving for my body and my mind. I'm sitting on the floor as I can be, but ain't no something going go to get past me. Some guys are jealous of a styling class. That's why some end up on that. I didn't come here looking for trouble. I'm just getting down to the super bowl Shuffle. Bye. Bye.
3: Bye. Bye.
0: Oh gosh, and I'm forgetting the tune. I do remember the
2: words. It was something like, "I'm a sexual weasel. My dick is the my dick is the weasel. I'm also the weasel.
1: Wait, how can you? Some he, sort <laughs> of recursive weasel of of sex.
3: In the same way that Jesus <laughs> is Lord and also the Son of the Lord.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably, it's actually very much exactly the same. It's very as similar.
3: That. I would say Christianity is kind of a sexual
1: weasel scenario. <laughs> I'm a sexual weasel. <laughs> you sing <laughs> the, the whole song, a, Andy. Th- my dick is the weasel. <laughs> and also, I am <laughs> the weasel. <laughs> I am weasel. Wait, this is a song you sang while you were peeing?
2: Kind of, it just came to me. I just, uh, <laughs> I talk to myself when I piss. It's just sort of a fun thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a little ditty to keep your morale sometimes, up. Make sure sometimes right I just,
1: yeah, sometimes, through. sometimes I, yeah, sometimes <laughs> I just comment on how good a job I'm doing. Oh, wow. Nice, nice piss. Nice it's stream. more like, oh, this is
0: a good, this is a good piss. <laughs>